Hey y'all, welcome back to Dorn Podcast. This is episode 133 and we're continuing our study in 1st Peter. friends and welcome to the adorned podcast we're your hosts Aaron and Casey we would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word whether you are a college student walking to class a mom folding laundry during nap time or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the bible You like to go on dates with your husband, yes. not just random <laughs> men. No, you like to go on dates. <laughs> what has been your favorite date as of recently? What have y'all done that's been really fun? Uh, we went the other day. It was really fun. We went to um, there's a place called Austin Bouldering Company. It's like indoor rock climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was super fun. We hadn't done that in a long time. And then now, right in the same building, is Austin East Siders, which is a cider company. Um, mm. If you don't believe in drinking alcohol, you can cover your ears. But they do like cider tasting, and so and they had seltzers and stuff. And they had a bunch of games. So we like sat on the patio so and sipped cider and played Battleship, which is Taylor's favorite game. So it was That's just like, like South so Congress area, right? No, no, yeah, it's off Airport. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, That's like where I'm talking side. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. South yeah. Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It was really fun. That's so fun. Yeah. What so about fun. you? So we went to a new restaurant on the east side of um, Austin, and it's a pizza place. I've already told you about it yes. because they have gluten-free vegan stuff. Yes. We are not gluten-free or vegan, but Erin kind <laughs> of is. Um, she's not vegan, but she can't have cheese, so you know. Um, they also have vegan soft serve, but it's just such a cute little place. They have, like... It's kind of a school motif, oh. so, like, their menus are on notebook paper. That's cute. And they have little, like, 80s toys all around, like oh, an old Nintendo oh. or an Atari yeah. and, like, little figurines and, like, totally stuff What's from it our... It's called um, Swift Pizza Company, okay. and it is delicious pizza. The pizza is so good. They have a really good um, happy hour where the appetizers and um, a few of the pieces are like really, really mm. cheap. Um, the silverware is like this iridescent, like metallic. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And so we went there and then we went and hung out outside once it got cool enough because right now it's that Yes. awful time of the year where you have to wait till dark to do anything. <laughs> we went and um, to one of our favorite little like coffee shop, brewery, combos, and um, hung out there for a few hours. And I just I just love date nights that are like that where we just talk for mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. And it's just a sweet time. And you look down and you don't even realize how yeah. late it is because you're just having so much fun yeah. and um, the connection. And yeah. so that was a lot of fun. And then we took our girls back to that pizza place the next weekend, and they really liked it. So. We like discovering new places. Y'all yeah, should come it. to Austin. Now you've heard of two really cool places <laughs> in Austin. So y'all should come. There you go. Come visit us. Um, okay, so let's dive in. Well, before we dive That's in. what I was going to say. Why don't you kind of tell <laughs> okay. us like where we're picking up here? So if you've noticed in the homework, verse 13 starts with the word therefore. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is like just some ingrained in me old school church thing, but you can't really start the study of somewhere some a verse that starts with therefore because it won't make any sense right. if you don't right. you have to ask therefore what's the therefore, what? therefore therefore yep um and so we need to remind ourselves that we're jumping in in the middle of a letter right you can't just start with a random verse right. um so we need to think about what we talked about last week what we talked about the week before the context and all of that and so 
we're, last week we spent a lot of time talking about our future inheritance, and that's what we're called to keep our eyes on, and that we have that inheritance because of God's mercy mm-hmm. and through the blood of Jesus. And so we need to keep that in mind when we talk about everything we're going to talk about today, because what we talk about today is going to be what our response is based off that that future inheritance and how that affects how we live mm-hmm. here and now. And this is going to be a good chunk of the rest of the letter is explaining to us how that future inheritance and how the gospel and what Jesus did on the cross affects not only us, but how it affects we relate to how mm-hmm. we relate to mm-hmm. others in, yeah. in our work, in our homes, in our marriages, and all of those things. We'll dive into those as the weeks go on, but we have to ground ourselves in the first few verses that we talked about the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And Peter will weave those gospel reminders right. Right. back in as we go, but it gives us kind of an idea, big picture. We're now talking about how this affects our, our, our here and now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So verse 13 says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes. And in this, we hear a lot of, um, here I am with my good English grammar again. I don't, I, I, imperatives? Is imperatives yeah. when like, yeah, like that's commands a command. almost? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So we good hear job. him say prepare. We hear him say be. We hear him say set. Um, and so these are like active action words. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this is why, again, it's so important for us to remember that this is all in response to what Christ has done. This is not right. in order to earn us salvation because we talked a lot about the word salvation last week, which was given um, to us through the blood of Jesus because of God's great mercy. And mm-hmm. so you got to remind yourself of that as yes. we get into further weeks and we talk yeah. about marriage and we talk about work and we talk about all of these holy living and these things. We have to remind ourselves constantly that this is not something we do to earn God's love right. or favor. It's this is response. done in response. Right. And so these words, like prepare or set be um do remind us so that that we don't just put our faith in Jesus and are given salvation and then wait mm-hmm. passively until we get to heaven right we ha- these are calls to us and how we are to live until um until that day that we do go into heaven or called you know called up however whatever happens whatever comes first but one thing I've heard um from Francis Chan that I think is something I've kind of hung on to. And he says that, um, we're to err on the side of action Mm. because a lot of times we'll take verses like be still, which is important. Don't hear me wrong here, but we can often take things and say, Oh, well, we're just supposed to kind of wait and live this like very calm, quiet Christian bubble life until Jesus returns. And, but we don't see that in scripture. What we see in scripture is, Hey, because of what God has done for you, now you are to carry mm-hmm. out. I mean, Ephesians tells us like good works that were prepared mm-hmm. for us beforehand. We're called, it says, live a life that is worthy of the calling. Prepare your minds for action. Be sober minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so it's kind of a good, again, here we say the word tension again, but yes, we mm-hmm. rest in the fact that this is done by Jesus. Then we strap on our boots mm-hmm. and we keep advancing his kingdom. I was thinking about Ephesians too because you know, you have the, um, armor of God Uh and you see all throughout scripture, this like call to be ready for battle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is saying here. Another word is (laughs) 
it's translate gird your loins, yeah. which is where you hike up your skirt and get ready to go, yeah. you know, yeah. into battle. And yeah, like you're we ready. would say, like roll up your sleeves. Right, right. Would be exactly. A translation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good reminder. So preparing, preparing your mind. Um, so remembering that the mind is important. Mm-hmm. You know, we love Jen Wilkins. She says the heart cannot love what the mind does not know, and she kind of takes that from Romans twelve two, which says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind." That the testing, uh, that by testing you may discern what the what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So a lot of times, um, in the commentary I was reading, Sproul was talking about how he would ask his students what they thought about something, and they'd be like, "Well, I feel mm. yada yada yada," and he's like, "No, what do you?" Th- think about it and I even find myself doing that and I was like oh conviction because as I was writing our notes for this and one of the notes I said I feel that this means and I'm like <laughs> wait like what am I feeling here oh, I'm like funny. but for some reason in our generation and our culture we're so focused on mm. feelings mm-hmm. it's okay and good and biblical to use our minds yeah. like to actually think something so I think this is a good reminder of that and then to to think okay they're not just saying saying think they're saying do this sober mindedly like Mm -hmm. be sober minded Mm -hmm. so what does that mean and I think about like and I've said this before on the podcast but I feel like I'm not very good at this not saying I'm drunk all the time that's not what I mean (laughs) I am sober (laughs) but what I mean as I was writing this out I was like I better clarify this (laughs) I really do struggle with like being a rational person and I've said this before like there are times that as something is coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not rational. That's not <laughs> rational. That's not rational. But with everything inside of me, that's how I feel at yeah. the moment. And so it's my feelings coming mm-hmm. out of me instead of what I know in my in my brain to be rational. And so I think in those moments, and Jonathan has actually said that multiple times lately because I'm like, I'll ask him a question and then he just kind of pauses for a long time and I'm like, hello. And he's like, I'm trying to be sober-minded here. Like he's, he's trying really mm. – really hard to watch what he says Mm. and to really think before he speaks to to um come from a place of logical thinking and Mm. not emotions emotion yeah yeah. um and so I I think that that's really really hard for a lot of people but it's something that Peter's saying is important um and then we see as we said last week we see the word hope again and hope here is um I loved my study Bible referred to Hebrews Hebrews 619 where it says it's an anchor Mm. of the soul. So Mm. I think this goes perfectly with being sober minded. Mm. Like if we have that anchor of of the word and of the truths of the Bible, then we're not as likely to go off on these irrational rants (laughs) like Mm. I do. Yeah. So (laughs) I need to be better anchored. (laughs) Okay. So moving on verses 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> um, okay, so we referenced this a little bit last week, but we, see, we start to see this famili- familial, not familiar. No, familial. familial. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> language, right? We see children and in in the next passage, we'll see father and we'll talk about a little bit more of the, but I just love the family language here. And in, um, in my study time with 
when I was like thinking through why, why does his family language seem so important? Mm. Yeah. Because he, he hasn't referred to them as children earlier in the letter or anything like that. And so it's, it seems like he's trying to get their attention with this language. And so I was trying to figure out and study wh- why does it matter that he's calling them, you know, reminding them as obedient children. And then immediately in the next verse, he'll say, as you call upon the father. And it gives us this picture of what our, what our identity is, right? That we are children, that we are, co-heirs as we talked about um earlier about co-heirs with christ we talked about last week and in sproul's commentary on this he says that those people who heard the word of god and decided they were not going to behave like the rest of the world but as children and heirs of god joint heirs with christ that's our destiny right Mm -hmm. and since we're talking about like how this this truth of the gospel affects how we live that's that's where he's starting he's starting with saying you have a new identity. You are a child. You are beloved. Mm-hmm. And and so don't live like the world. Don't mm-hmm. be conformed right. to the passions of, of your past, but be holy mm-hmm. as God is holy. Let's talk a little bit about holy. So I've always thought of holy. One of the definitions and the definition that stands out the most in my mind and that I remember is just set apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great definition for right here because that's exactly what he's talking about is not conforming to the world. And that goes with Romans 12 too, which I read earlier that also talks about not conforming to the world. But, um, we as children, as co-heirs with Jesus, we are to be different than the world. And we talked about that a little bit last week when we talked about, or two weeks ago, I guess, when we talked about being exiles and how, um, this world is not our home. And, and that's a similar thing to what he's saying here. We are not to act the same as the world around us. Yeah, I think I agree exactly with what you're saying. It, in the Old Testament, holy was usually used when something was like you're saying set apart mm-hmm. or consecrated for a certain purpose. Purpose, and yeah. It was it was recognized as different or pure. Like purity is also right. often mm-hmm. used with the word holy, not yeah. purity in the you know sub Christian pre marriage context yeah, yeah. of purity, but purity as in clean, clean and yeah. yeah, set apart for for a particular purpose. And, and I think sometimes we have this idea with the word holy that like, that's something I'll never be. Mm -hmm. Like we almost put it into, if we're thinking about God's attributes as either, you know, um, incommunicable, incommunicable, meaning those are not things that we share with God. Like we talked about last week, the omnis or his sovereignty, Sovereignty. or we classify them as communicable. Um, and I think before I really started studying God's traits, I would have put holy under incommunicable. Like I, I would could sh- never be yes, holy. Yes, I would have to for sure. But the more I've learned and the more I've mm-hmm. listened and the more I've studied, holy is something that we're called to. I mean, it says right here in scripture, like be holy mm-hmm. as the one who called you is holy. Yep. For it is written, you shall be holy as as I am holy. And so it's it's a good place for kind of us to recognize that we we maybe have baggage around this word or we may have subconsciously put it defined it in a different way, mm-hmm. but we want to let yeah. the text tell us and give us the accurate meaning and definition and calling on our lives. So if you come to it and you're like, oh, that doesn't actually mean me be holy, then like we need to sit in that. And yeah. say, like, w- Think about what it. does it mean for me yeah. to be holy as, as you are holy. And, and this idea of, of holy living is, is just uh, like we talked about our response 
to the gospel mm. can be summarized as holy living. And so he's going to carry this same idea. He, he uses it multiple times, um, I think seven times throughout the rest of the letter and talking about holy living mm. in, in different spheres um, of our lives in different areas as like we've mentioned, home, marriage, all the different, mm-hmm. all the different mm-hmm. things. When I first read um, where it says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Mm. I immediately thought about my kids mm. <laughs> and I thought about how um, when they obey something that I've told them to do or not to do, but then 10 minutes later, they're immediately disobeying again I don't (laughs) okay 10 seconds (laughs) (laughs) I don't consider that true obedience Mm, and they might even say to me like but mommy I just did it and I'm like yeah but you're undoing it now like that's not true obedience and we kind of can think the same thing about repentance when you repent from something like you turn from it and you don't go back to it like Mm. you're done with it Mm. and so I just thought that that was kind of a good like meditation point like just stopping and thinking about that like as obedient children like you turn like completely turn from your old ways Mm -hmm. and into this new way that's set apart that's different from the world and that's tough for me like um Aubrey and I were talking about that this week like actually turning from things like we'll get into these rhythms that are like so good and we're like yes God like this is so good I'm spending time in your word I've turned from these these things of the world and then slowly things like trickle back in Mm -hmm. it's like no 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 like go back to what we know is good and holy and set apart no matter what the world is telling us yeah yeah. I think something that was really helpful for me in understanding holiness and this call to holiness on our lives is, and I think actually it was originally R.C. Sproul that I heard it from, but was we have this idea that we're not able to not sin, you know, right. uh-huh. because of the flesh. But, of the, yeah. but in actuality, most, at least from the teaching I've heard and understand, is that in each situation we are able to not sin. Mm-hmm. And so this, this call. This knowing faith. They did talk about yes. this on faith, yes. But <laughs> like it was Sproul, I think. I think yeah. so, yeah. I think she was quoting Sproul. And I Sproul. think that matters. I think that's helpful to understand because we are going to sin. We know that. We know that we're going to sin before Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that we all struggle. But if you isolate each, each situation, instance, yeah. then you are able, when you are in Jesus, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. able to choose God's way and yeah. to not sin. Yeah. And so that call to holiness maybe feels like really big if you're thinking of your whole life, you know, like, okay, I'm going to be holy, which means set apart, which means consecrated, which means pure. That can feel really yeah. heavy, <laughs> yeah. but we have to remember that like we have the power mm-hmm. of Christ. We yeah. have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, which enables us to choose holiness right. in each individual circumstance. And so for someone like me, that's like, oh my gosh, that seems like such a mm-hmm. huge thing. Like, how am I going to live as holy? I'm not even going to try because I'm not gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Instead, like just think of each in each situation, like how can I choose? How can I be holy in this moment? Right. How can I right. flor- glorify? Like the question we talked about it's from good. J.R. Packer, like how can I glorify God in this mm-hmm. moment? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Moving on, verse 17 through 21. Taking a big chunk now. Big chunk. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you're ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with imperishable, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him 
from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Like he's he's putting in some more gospel reminders mm-hmm. here, yep. right? He's yep. like telling us here's some ways to live, here's some things not to do. Going back be to holy, a little bit, all because of this, yeah, all because yep. the one you call Father, yep. you know, He is the one, and it, because of what Jesus has done, Jesus. He ransomed you with mm-hmm. this precious blood, like a lamb without spot or blemish. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. we talked a little bit earlier about how this familial familial language of children, and now we see. Um, the idea of father brought in. And J.I. Packer talks a lot about this um, in different areas that he's written, but he he really urges you and says that understanding God as father as father is is so pivotal in us being able to live holy lives. Mm-hmm. Because um he says if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, like Christianity um, find out how much they make of the thought of being God's child and mm-hmm. having God as his father. And I think this is something that the Lord has really been teaching me. I, um, I think in response to hearing, you know, God is a big teddy bear. God loves you. God loves you. I kind of oftentimes will swing the other direction and, you know, put God so high and so trans, like so other yeah. that, um, the idea of father feels too close. And and I think that's something maybe we should all think about, right? Is we don't want to think of God just as intimate, but we also want to think of him as infinite. And so there's kind of this balance there of making sure we see him as both those things. But right now I feel like the Lord is just continuing to remind me like, father, mm-hmm. I'm father. I am father and you are beloved and you are my child. And, and that idea that feeling of um, no matter what your background is with your earthly father, we know what a father should be. Right. And so knowing that God is this perfect father to us really allows us to want to live holy lives. I, I mean, I see this in my kids. Like, I'm married to one of the most amazing fathers I've ever seen. It's making me tear up, which is ridiculous because I don't cry. But just the way that they want to honor right, him. Right. And they mm-hmm. love him and they feel so safe because he is their father. Mm-hmm. They want to live in a way that respects him and honors mm-hmm. him. And yeah. so that's what J.I. Packer is saying here. Yeah. If we don't grasp God as father, then we're going to feel like we're maybe like military and God is commander and we have mm-hmm. to obey these rules Versus a father who you mm-hmm. want to honor. Does that make Yeah. Well, we sense? see that. Okay. We see that tension here. We see that close, the term father mm-hmm. and um, these things that he's done for us and his just intense love. But then it also says um, that you are to fear, mm-hmm. uh, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Mm-hmm. And this isn't talking about like being afraid or being scared. This is talking about exactly what you were saying, that reverence, that respect, like your girls want to please Taylor because. Mm-hmm they love him and they have that respect for him and this this breaks down so much I think um, in today's world because there are so many poor examples um, of what a father should be and so I think this is a this is hard for a lot of people because they're like I don't want to see God as a father I have a horrible example and that's really really hard for them Mm -hmm. but like you said most of us should most of us know what that should look like? Yeah. And God is that perfect mm-hmm. father. And so there is that tension of crawling up in his lap and snuggling close and just feeling so safe, mm-hmm. but also having respect and reverence. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting about 
this passage that we're studying today is that Peter is using kind of different avenues to get people's attention Mm -hmm. about like how and why we live we are called to live holy lives so first he talked about like god's holy character like be holy as i am holy yeah then now he's talking we hear him talk about god's righteous judgment in that passage and then he also has us reflect on the on the cost of jesus's sacrifice and Mm -hmm. the preciousness Mm -hmm. of that and so he's like these all, the, all of these three things combined are what really enable us and call us to live holy lives. Yeah. God's yeah. character, God's ju- righteous judgment, right? That fear that we're talking mm-hmm. about, God's righteous judgment, and then the, the cost that Jesus, Jesus paid. Mm-hmm. Because maybe one of those things will, will stand out to you now. And then in five mm-hmm. years, in a different season, you'll read this passage again. And you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, the preciousness of the sacrifice of Jesus. And so I just love how scripture can do that right it's mm. it's alive Living and active, and, active. Yep. and and so there's when things happen like this where like we talked about with imperishable undefiled and unfading is our inheritance maybe one of those words meant something to you five years ago but this time unfading stood out to you it's the same with this right we see we see this call to holiness because of God's character his judgment and the preciousness of the sacrifice Jesus made those may reach you in different seasons and and that's why scripture is so great I know I know it's amazing we love the Bible around here. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, so this last little um, part that we're going to talk about today is verse 22 through 25. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Hmm. So we talked a little bit about how holy and, and purity are sometimes um, similar, used similarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of helpful if we use the word holy here too as another way to kind of understand what this means. Like having purified your souls by mm-hmm. your obedience, you could also maybe try the word holy. So saying like, um, holified, is that a word? Holy- no. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can substitute the idea of holiness becoming here. more holy. Yes, and and so this is kind of a cyclical mm-hmm. saying, similar to how we talked about like lifting weights right. is both making you stronger and demonstrating your faith um, strength. I use the word faith because that's what we're talking about. But um, this is kind of a similar idea, like it's purifying your souls have been purified by your obedience, which is then continuing to purify your heart. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's this it's this cycle that as you live holy lives and you live, then you're going to live out obedience. And Mm -hmm. as you live out obedience, you're living holy lives. Right. Right. I, I was thinking pretty much the exact same thing. And I went to our notes and I was like, Oh, Aaron already wrote it down the way you put it in here. I really like you said, as you love one another, you are continually living holy lives. Um, but then at the same time, as you're now living holy lives, you love one another. So it's kind of that like, not ex- iron sharpens iron ki- kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're just getting yeah. sharper and sharper as you're doing this. It is. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a cycle. Um, and I think that goes with what you talked about last week. This isn't in our notes. I'm kind of going off script here, but, um, last week when, or 
no, it wouldn't have been last week now, like four weeks ago or something. Whenever we did the first episode yes. and we talked about the gospel, you talked about how the gospel is vertical, but also hor- mm. horizontal, mm. how it affects our relationship with God, but it also affects our relationship with others. And I think that's what we're seeing here as you're mm. living this holy life and you're being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. It affects your relationship with others. So it affects how you love others around you, that brotherly love. And it's coming from a pure place, a place of um, a pure heart. That means you're not wanting anything in return for your love. Like you're just loving that person because Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it, it's coming from this place of holiness. Like we've been talking about this place of purity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the word earnestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I want to be more earnest. earnest. For things what does like earnest this? mean? I don't know. I guess I think <laughs> like, I don't know, kind but of I like eager. It. Yeah. Eager yeah, earnest. maybe. I don't know how to define that word. So that's good. Yeah. Hmm. So my study Bible says Peter compares and contrasts human procreation with the life-giving power of God's word. So that's where it's talking about since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. So he's just using, um, Aaron said earlier, she, she likes finding, what'd you say? You've enjoyed finding, um, analogies yes. while studying first Peter. And so that's kind of what he's doing here. Peter's mm-hmm. finding an analogy, um, for what he's talking about. And then as we go on, we see where Peter quotes Isaiah 40 and he says, all flesh is like grass and all its glory, like the flower of grass, the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And it's kind of like Aaron, Aaron said earlier when we were preparing, she's like, it seems kind of out of place. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was thinking the same thing as I was preparing, but then as we were talking about it, I think this is just, again, um, living in light of the truth of what he has just shared. So all of these things that he has just shared, he's saying, how should you live your life? And this is kind of a similar thing to not conforming to the world. This is reminding us that the world around us is going to fade away. Mm -hmm. But like it says in John, it says the word was God. So God is never changing. So his word is never changing. And so this is a reminder of what's truly important and that everything else will fade away but God is always the same so I think one of the questions is um and what Peter might be um kind of getting out at is like how can we live in light of this truth what does this look like on a daily basis living remembering that our flesh and this this earth will fade away but God's word and these truths that he's talking about are eternal so what does that look like us each and every day do you have any any yeah. thoughts? I mean, I think it's the same thread that I've been feeling throughout First Peter so far. Is like just keep your eyes, keep your eyes on eternity, and I'm keep your you eyes sure this on says, Jesus. Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, <laughs> on the prize. I, I keep expecting I you. That. I keep expecting you to say that. I did say that. I know. I know. But I said you say to keep your eyes on. I the I was prize. thinking of you know the, oh, I run the race for the prize. Right. It's yes. Not, it's that's good. In a book of the Bible, but yeah. It's in Philippians, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think just like a practical aspect of that is going to be so individualized, like depending on what the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. putting on, yeah. on your heart, it might, it might play out differently in your workspace mm-hmm. versus at home or, or different things. But for me, I've been just becoming more and more aware of my self-centeredness and like mm-hmm. entitledness. Um, and so I think just for me personally, it looks like 
reminding myself, like, I'm not the point. My mm-hmm. life is to resemble yeah. Christ in yeah. self-sacrifice, in, in love and serving others. And so just continually being reminded of that, like, mm-hmm. this is all, all this, whatever I think I need and think I deserve is going to fade. And instead, I need to be pouring myself out in service of others. Yeah. But you. Yeah, I think for me, it's a couple of different things kind of stood out. I was just thinking, okay, what in my life is going to fade? Like, what's what's going to fall away? And one of those things is, like, my phone and social media. So that looks like me, like, putting down my phone and looking my children in the eye and engaging with them, teaching them about God's word, showing them the love of Jesus, like, engaging with the people actually right in front of me because um, those relationships are the ones that matter. But then also another very, like, tangible thing for me is putting down my anxieties and worries um, and remembering that what I'm worried about are the exact things that the Bible says in this verse are going to fade away like Mm. our flesh will Mm -hmm. fade away and I worry so much about Mm. my flesh about my health about Mm. um you know am I going to get cancer do I have a brain tumor you know I worry about these things and not that those things aren't life-changing not that those things don't matter you shouldn't go to the doctor and things like that but I have literally wasted days and days and days just thinking about those things when I could be um investing in relationships and in people around me um in much more of an eternal way Mm. and not to mention when I do that I'm I'm showing my girls that that is the most important thing to Mm. me instead of showing them that Jesus is the most Mm. important thing to me and so um yeah, I think it all comes back to, I mean, we've said it before, but like that whole idea that Jesus is better. He's yeah. better than any of these earthly things. Yep. That's good. Any last thoughts on this passage? I don't think so. I think, did you have a prayer? You're gonna Yeah, I thought we'd end week? today with this um, prayer that is in one of the commentaries that we're using to prepare um, and kind of just pray this over you as you're listening um, and kind of just pray this in in expectancy that God will help us to live this out. It says, O Lord, help us to set our hopes not on what we can do, but on what Christ has already done in redeeming us by his blood, not on our own agendas, but on your plans for us, not on what we think we deserve, but on your grace, your unmerited kindness to us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come back next week and we will discuss chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.